The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. All right, back for another week with Winning Ponies, and what a week it's going to be. It looks like a lot of horses are going to be out there trying to stamp their way into the Kentucky Derby. We hope to have uh, Keeneland handicapper Tom Leach with us later in the show. Of course, he's going to break down the Toyota Bluegrass. And then, of course, uh, we also have the Arkansas Derby, two very, very big races. Now, in those races, uh, certainly uh, in at Keeneland, you know, Hanson does not have to win the race uh, to get in the Kentucky Derby. But the Arkansas Derby, uh, outside of uh, Secret Circle, uh, the other horses are definitely fighting for graded stakes money. So it's going to be a very interesting weekend uh, on, the, on the scene uh, for the horses that are hoping to get into this year's Kentucky Derby. And, again, we'll be, uh, we'll be breaking that down in, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, kind of an interesting week for our friend Larry Jones. Uh, difficult in more ways than one, uh, certainly on a personal level. Uh, Cindy Jones, his wife, uh, she's recuperating at a Hot Springs, Arkansas hotel after suffering multiple injuries. She was working with a yearling last weekend uh, on their uh, farm that's near Oaklawn Park. Uh, Cindy broke uh, three ribs, her arm, and dislocated her shoulder, uh, according to Larry. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, she will uh, be on the mend rather quick. She is out of the hospital and back, and uh, uh, certainly uh, we uh, send best wishes out to Cindy Jones. She's such a a big part of the the Larry Jones team. As you know, uh, she took over training for Larry uh, for about a year after the uh, Eight Bells incident. Um, Now, talking about Larry, we were hoping to see uh, Arve de Grace in the Apple Blossom. That's all the news that we had leading up to uh, this week's big race there uh, at Oak Lawn that uh, complements the, uh, the the Derby. Sad to say, she's not going to be in the race, but not due to injury. It was uh, uh, the the feelings of uh, her ownership and uh, probably Larry Jones to some extent uh, that uh, she was carrying too much weight. She was assigned. 123 pounds. Now, uh, quite frankly, that doesn't seem like a whole lot of weight to uh, actually scratch her from that race, but uh, they felt that this weight assignment was unfair, and uh, therefore uh, Rick Porter uh, decided to to withdraw her, and uh, it looks like she's now going to be pointed to the La Troyan, which will be on the Kentucky Oaks undercard. Uh, certainly now it looks like uh, Plum Pretty will probably uh, get uh, get favoritism in the uh, 
in the Apple Blossom. Uh, she was the the second high weight at 117, so it would have been a six pound shift with her in last year's uh, horse of the year. Uh, it's been kind of tough for for the Apple Blossom. Uh, you know, it's a race that we were hoping that Rachel Alexandra and Zenyatta were were going to meet up in, and uh, that that never happened. But nonetheless, right now it looks like Plum Pretty uh, will get uh, favoritism in, in in the Apple Blossom. Um, a gentleman we had on here not too long ago, Gary West, uh, kind of chimed in on ESPN. And Gary, as you know, uh, does not pull any punches. And uh, he certainly did in his column this week. Uh, he was talking about this weight being unfair. Uh, the title of the story was Weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. This, this, is, this is ridiculous. And uh, so... Uh, in, in, in his comments, so what he said was that uh, you got to go back and consider that uh, in 2008 in Dubai, Curlin began his campaign by carrying 132 pounds, and uh, Horse of the Year Zenyatta started her campaign by carrying 127. So uh, he really didn't think that that was any reason to uh, to uh, pull her out of the race. Well, it looks like we've got a, a surprise guest here, ladies and gentlemen, uh, somebody that uh, wasn't originally scheduled to be on. And uh, someone who's in the uh, in the news later on this week. Uh, he's one of the classiest guys uh, in in the business, without a doubt. He's the former George Wolf uh, winner in 2007. John Kenton Court. John, are you with us? Yes, I am, John. I'm here online. All right. Well, uh, listen. I know that you're probably out with family and friends. I won't keep you too long, but. Uh, Nonetheless, uh, you're always been such a class act. And last week, the one horse that really uh, opened up my eyes was Optimizer, I should say, several weeks ago, in, in the Rebel. I mean, it, it seemed like, uh, you know, all eyes were on the even-money favorite, Secret Circle, who had perfect uh, position, uh, a, a nice uh, ride, although this horse does tend to drift out. And all of a sudden, from the corner of the screen, came you and Optimizer absolutely flying uh, from eighth, and you just missed by three-quarters of a length. Uh, were you ex- uh, expecting that kind of acceleration out of this colt? Well, I'm always expecting uh, the best of the, the possibility it can provide for me, and um, I had the absolute confidence in uh, the information that Wayne Lucas, um, the coach, had given me. So uh, with that, I, uh, I rode accordingly, and it turned out to be just as he would say, and, and we, as we expected. But we went in there maybe over uh, un- or underestimated, but we had uh, plenty of confidence in uh, the horse and the, the team that, we're, that we've been working with the horse. So I was looking forward to it, and then he showed up that day and almost nailed um, Secret Circle there at the wire. But, um, you know, Mr. Baffert's horse run a big race, and uh, Bejarano rode him good, but uh, we were closing at the end, and we hope to uh, accomplish the ultimate feat uh, this Saturday in the uh, Arkansas Derby. Well, uh, sp- speaking of the Arkansas Derby, it's certainly a race that you are no stranger to, John. Uh, you could actually become the first jockey uh, to record uh, a three-peat in there. I mean, uh, you're, you're only yeah. one of three riders in this race that have won two. And this race has been around for 75 years. Uh, put you in with some pretty good company, Pat Day and Garrett Gomez. Yeah, that's right, Pat Day and Gary Gomez, and now I'm uh, included there, and hopefully I can uh, set a new record here in history, and that's my game plan. So 
I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. I uh, like my uh, my opportunity here, and I think the horse is moving forward. So uh, we're looking to uh, set some kind of a record here. That's never been the feat that's never been accomplished here to make a three-peat. So win, lose, or draw, we're going to give it our best. But we definitely want to try to set the record here for the history making of a three in a row for myself. And uh, I just want to win it for the connections of Mr. Wayne Lucas. So I'm excited about it this weekend. Well, John, the way I see it is right now Optimizer's sitting at number 25 on the graded earnings list. So probably even a second-place finish here would get you uh, to the Derby. But I know that's not what you're looking for. You, you want that top prize. Now, I read some quotes today from uh, uh, D. Wayne Lucas that was saying that this is kind of a young horse that's just kind of finding out what the game's about. And, and he, he said that was one of the reasons why he wanted a veteran rider. He didn't want to have to worry about the rider. He's just got to worry about getting his horse ready. But I understand the horse has been training well. Yeah, the horse has been progressing with every day. He loves to train, and he enjoys when he gets out there on the track. He's moving forward from day to day, and that's a big positive plus for us. And the opportunity, uh, Wayne paid me an ultimate compliment, and I'm very grateful for it. And um, I, I'm very confident with the uh, the choices that he's made, and I'm looking forward to make the magic happen. So, uh, you know, we're excited about this weekend, and uh, can't uh, can't express that any more so than I have. Well, I, I, ho- I hope to see, see you on, uh, on Derby Week. Uh, I, I wish you the best of luck on Saturday on Optimizer. will be looking for that big late uh, kick coming down the lane. Uh, we're talking to John Court, ladies and gentlemen, one of, one of racing's best class acts. John, I know you're, you're out and about on the town tonight. I appreciate you for taking the time for being on Winning Ponies. Oh, no, I'm, I made the time for you, John. I'm, it's a pleasure, and it's always a pleasure working with you as in the past, as here as in the present, and I look forward in the future. So uh, just want to continue to invite the fans out to the racing and provide a, a quality product out for everyone to enjoy. So we're looking forward for the uh, upcoming series of racing here throughout the country, and I hope that everyone will really tune in and one way or another be involved. So uh, we'll see you down the road or up the highway one way or another, hopefully in the winter circle. That's my game plan. All right. Best of luck. That's John Kenton Court, ladies and gentlemen. And you can watch him in the Arkansas Derby this Saturday. He'll be on Optimizer for trainer D. Wayne Lucas. Well, we've been covering a lot of a lot of the boys here. we got to give some consideration to the girls because that's a, that, that's been an awful tough, uh, tough group of uh, Coming up to the Oaks this year, there's no humongous standout amongst the Phillies. Um, it's really going to be an interesting race. Again, the Oaks is the, the girls' derby. Uh, some of the ones you want to really maybe take a look at are, are Grace Hall. Uh, she's a daughter of Empire Maker. Uh, she's the top horse as far as Philly, I should say, as far as stakes earnings. Uh, but she's never finished out of the money in her six-race career, and she even won the grade one spin-away, a race that's a, always launched so, some nice fillies. Uh, she had the runner-up effort in the Grey Goose Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies at Churchill, so uh, she is no stranger to the track. And uh, like her, you got uh, Believe You Can, uh, who's recorded three stakes thus far, and uh, she captured uh, the grade three tempted stakes at Belmont Parks. And then... Uh, she won the Silver Bullet Day at the Fairgrounds and won the Fairgrounds Oaks. And then uh, we've got uh, Korlavi Vari, if I'm saying that right, a daughter of Dinah Former, who really just broke onto the uh, scene when she scored her first stakes, the Ashland. Very, very Im- impressive in there. 
So uh, some of the other ones, On Fire Baby, Killer Graces, Broadway's Alibi, uh, Yara, Summer Applause, Eden's Moon. These are names that you're going to hear uh, leading up to the, the Kentucky Oaks. Well, of course, uh, had some huge races last week. Got to take a good look at this. Of course, uh, out on the West Coast, it was a bit of a horse race in the Santa Anita Derby with I'll Have Another running down odds-on favorite creative cause. What a stretch run. It was I'll Have Another in front by a nose creative cause right there, only a half a length ahead of Blue Skies and Rainbows. So we'll be looking for those horses. And then, of course, uh, in the uh, the Wood Memorial, the Million Dollar Wood Memorial, what a race that turned out to be. Uh, it, it, just as we uh, predicted on the Winning Ponies last week, Gemologist has my, been my pick since I saw this colt break his maiden, and uh, he certainly hasn't disappointed. He's four for four for trainer Todd Pletcher. Uh, Gemologist certainly challenged, though, in the Wood Memorial. Alpha, the main challenger, and Alpha really did not disappoint. Came flying through the lane with Ramon Dominguez. So if there were any questions about uh, whether or not uh, Ramon is uh, back in shape after his collarbone incident, it was answered in the wood, and Alpha put in a huge race. And this is going to make for just one of the many, many great matchups I think that we're going to see in the Kentucky Derby this year. Uh, so that was the Wood Memorial and the Santa Anita Derby. Uh, other races that we looked at last week uh, included the Illinois Derby, and it was a bit of upset time there. Uh, kind of a kind of a hodgepodge field, as we mentioned. This is an, another race, kind of like the Arkansas Derby, where these horses were all trying to to punch their ticket. But it was a horse by the name of Dunn Talkin sent away at twelve to one. Uh, he settled in the back of the pack early in this very, very large 14-horse field, something you don't see at all. Uh, jockey Sheldon Russell uh, gave him an ideal trip into the lane. He cut the corner on the inside, split horses, and was running down the, the tiring leaders. So it was a horse by the name of Dunn Talking that did all the talking up in Illinois that day. And so he obviously earned himself a berth in the uh, Kentucky Derby. Another race that was uh, just a fantastic handicap race last week was the Carter Handicap. This was a grade one, $400,000 at Aqueduct. And uh, while it did not have a big field, uh, it certainly was an exciting race. Uh, On the lead, it was Shackelford. And he was turning back from a distance race and going to the front. And Shackelford looked awful strong to the half-mile pole. But then all of a sudden, moving up into the scene was Jackson Bend. Uh, Jackson Bend overlooked a little bit in the odds at almost 5-1. to one. Jackson Bend got a half-length uh, over Shackelford in the lane. And Shackelford started fighting back. And then who comes flying through there? And as usual, Caleb's posse, who had been in the back. And Caleb's posse absolutely flat-out just came up a little short. It was Jackson Ben's day in the Carter Handicap. Just a great, great race. Well, let's take a look at the the horses here that uh, are guaranteed uh, that are going to uh, be in the Kentucky Derby if they obviously stay healthy. Um, 
right now uh, leading in the graded earnings chart is Hanson, and we're going to be handicapping that race later on in the program when he goes to post in the Bluegrass Stakes. Uh, the, 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 we'll just give you the top ten. You got Hanson, uh, Daddy Lawn Legs, then you've got Union Rags, uh, Creative Cause, Roach, who I do not think is coming over uh, from Europe to be in the race. A uh, gemologist now broke into the top 10. As a matter of fact, he wasn't even in uh, the, uh, the the top 20. Uh, so then we've got Take Charge Indy, who's a son of Take Charge Lady, a uh, great filly that uh, Kenny McPeak trained during her career. Then you got Sabercat, I'll Have Another, and Daddy Knows Best. And speaking of Kenny McPeak, we're going to be speaking to him right after this break on winningponies.com. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form, the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry, let winningponies.com make some money for you. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, brought to you by Whitetail's Extreme. Tim Brandt with Federal Ammunition talks about new turkey loads. Mike Turbyfield tells us of taking an Osceola this spring. Doug Little gives us tips and tactics, and Bob Humphreys talks about perfect turkey habitat when we discuss hunting thunder chickens in the spring. All brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, I'm very pleased right now to introduce our, our next guest, uh, he's been a trainer uh, I've admired and got to know on a personal level over the years. His name is Kenny McPeak, uh, born in Fort Chaffee, Arkansas, but he grew up in Lexington, so he's got that bluegrass in his blood. Uh, Kenny's going to be gunning for his fourth consecutive training title and fifth overall at Keeneland, a track that some people call Kenland uh, recently. Uh, started out in the business uh, hot walking for Shug McGahee. Uh, he's now won 123 stakes races, including 53 graded races. And uh, some of her stars were horses I got to see at a very young age run. Uh, Tejano run and Harlan's Holiday are, are two that uh, ran at uh, River Downs. And since then, I've got a chance to watch so many of his horses at Keeneland. Uh, Kenny, welcome to Winning Ponies. Thanks for having me, John. I'm still proud of the fact that I won my first race at River. Um, it's a long time ago. I had a head full of hair then, too. You should have seen it. <laughs> I did see it. I, I, you know, I saved that that tape for you. I still have the tape of your first win, so it does exist. In case you, yeah, know, you well, never got a copy, I'm proud of it. It's been a long way. It's been been a lot, a lot of miles 
uh, traveled since then, but it's a great sport, and I'm, I'm glad we're all still holding steady. Well, we are holding steady, but you've come up with something that, that is just just fantastic. And right now, uh, it's being hailed as the coolest horse racing app ever. Normally, if I call and I'm talking to you, I'm talking about how you condition a horse or how you're getting ready for a big race. But that's not what we're going to do this evening, Kenny. I, I want to talk to you about Horse Races Now. It, it's a mobile phone app. Uh, that's been launched to the public right now. It, it, it's a free app, and I've got people walking around the racetrack bumping into walls because they're all staring at their iPhone <laughs> going through your app. Uh, paint with a broad brush, would, if you would, A, the concept, and B, how you have now put this into play. Well, I mean, 27 years training horses, and we're going through so many difficult periods in horse racing right now, and you know, between the economy down and, you know, we've got the New York Times that's chasing with sensationalism and in their journalism. But anyway, I believed that something needed to be done about getting in the mainstream. I mean, the, the long and short, I was watching a TV show one night. MSNBC put a show on called Planet of the Apps. This is a couple of years ago, and at the time, I didn't even own an iPhone. And I was watching the show, and I was... I was kind of intrigued by what they were discussing, how people make phone applications, how the developers make their money, and how people with ideas take ideas to developers. So they gave you an option. Actually, it was a kind of a tutorial on phone apps. And at the end of the show, I taped it, and then I rewatched it the next day, and I did a Google search of horse racing apps. Well, there weren't any. <laughs> and I was, I was like, well, this is an issue. So, okay, then I did baseball. You know, there's a lot of baseball apps out there. Then I did football apps. There's a ton of football, basketball apps. You got hockey apps. You got apps for every sport in the world, but you didn't have a horse racing app. So I sit there and I thought to myself, somebody needs to do this. And, you know, I'm fortunate. And I've, I've real, I've, I made a good living racing, training horses, um, you know, I took a year off years ago, and I've worked as an agent, and I've done a little bit of this, that, and everything, and I figured, okay, I'm going to invest money in making an app. And so I hired a developer, and I told him, here's what I want. I want to make a phone application that can put in my favorite horses, trainers, jockeys, and racetracks, and when I, when I, when the horse is going to the gate, I want to know, I want to push notice, or want a notification that he's going to the gate, like a call to post. I want a no notification he's in the gate. I want a notification of the results. And I want a notification of the replays in the charts. And so this basically drives all the information to the fans. So what we did is we created a phone app, and it's been a really difficult thing, okay? It's been a Rubik's Cube of trying to figure out how to tie Equibase, um, the Jockey Club, Roberts Communications, uh, racetracks, horsemen, um, and it's a very political issue. There's a lot of players involved. And what I've, the, the mindset's been, if we all row in the same direction, we'll get someplace. But if we keep rowing in different directions, which is, you know, one of the things racing's done is that we really haven't had any direction. And I've tried to align the right groups. And, and there's been some people, Keeneland has been fantastic. You know, Canterbury Downs, a small track in Minnesota, has, has been generous with beta testing. Um, Ellis Park, 
turf way park. We need River Downs. River Downs needs to be on this. It doesn't hurt anything. It'll expand the fans. The fans of River Downs will have easier access. We'll we'll, we'll move forward in, in generating and teaching people that horse racing is really a great sport. It's uh, had a lot to offer. It's a lot of fun. We ha- we have our downfall. We have our issues, but we're working to solve them. And you know, this is just my idea of trying to make something happen. Well, it's a great idea, and I really want to uh, steer people to go and, and, and check it out. And your, your, your tutorial, Kenny, was fantastic. And I noticed you didn't even take a second take. You are so on top of your subject. And you very easily walked people through the system of, of how they can get to, to what they're looking for, whether it be streaming live video or race replays. What I'd like here, and I, and I think our, our listeners would find interesting, is that you can type in your favorite trainer, your favorite jockey, your favorite horse, and this app will automatically follow them for you. Well, and, and it does, and we've got some work to do still, and we're listening to the fans because, you know, we've got some issues with push notifications. Some people love them and some people don't. But you can turn them on and you can turn them off. And we've also got some issues. We want to get workouts on there. So when, when your favorite horse works out, then you know it. Um, there, there's still work to do, but we're listening to the fans. We're trying to tweak it. And we are going to come up with an Android version eventually. I think it's going to be fall because we need to finish the specifications of, of the iPhone version before we move to, to the next level there or another, another version or Android. But it's, um, it's been an interesting project, and I still have 200 horses that I have to worry about. So it's like, it's like amazing that I'm able to able to catch a breath to do it. To be honest, well, that that's what I found pretty awesome too. And looking at how detailed horse races now is, is is how you've you found the time. And what do you get? An hour or two sleep every night? Well, you know what? I'm pretty I'm pretty good at delegating. I, if I have an idea and I've got somebody that I can trust to to implement it. You know, I've got Liz Harris is in my office. I've got Sean Autry. Sean Autry, for those trained around Kentucky and Ohio, and really, really special guy. He handles a lot of the technical issues. And then, you know, I'm actually partners with this with with Sue, you know, and that's a complicated issue because it's actually my ex-wife, but she's one of the most special people I've had in my life. But um, we've got some good people working on it, and, the Jockey Club Technology Service has done a great job. Equibase has been very generous with their information, trying to help tie the thing together. And, you know, um, Keelan, you, you can't, you know, they, they, they were the first track that said, yeah, we're interested. Anything that brings the sport mainstream, we want to help. And so there's been a lot of players. It's not just been me. And, and um, I certainly have uh, a lot. Of, I, I Listen, I love worrying about my horses. That's the main priority but i've done this on dark days and in the evening and i'm i guess i've got a case of add i don't know <laughs> well kenny listen i don't want to take any more of your time you got 200 horses to train and and you've got apps to uh to put on uh, uh horse races now now if you would before you go tell our listeners the easiest ways to find out about this app well if you've got an iphone or an ipad or even an iTouch, simply go to the itunes store you can you can do a search of horse or horse races or horse racing, and it's right there in front of you. Um, we've gone from 276 in the sports apps to number 42 in wow. less than 10 days. 
Okay, so we're shooting up the charts, and I would love to think we, you know, Major League Baseball is number one, and if we can get a, you know, a fan push, you know, our goal or my goal would be to, to, to sneak in there and get in the top ten. We need to bring sport, horse racing back to the mainstream, and this really is a really simple. Even if you're not a horse racing fan, if you try it and, and tinker with it, you can always delete it. It's free right now. Um, eventually, we're going to charge a minimal amount. I mean, we've been tinkering with 99 cents a month, maybe 2.99 a month is at the max. We're not going to charge any more than that. I mean, there, there's significant money invested in it now. There's also what I would call, you know, monthly maintenance, which is streaming video. We have to pay for. We have to pay for information. We have staff that answers emails. We've got. It's a business in itself. So it certainly can't be free forever, but it's not going to be something that's that's out the roof uh, for people that just like the sport. Nine ninety nine cents, a dollar ninety nine, maybe two ninety nine, depending on the number of people that download it. Well, yeah, that I think that that is a very excellent price, fair price for for what you give out. And, and Kenny, be, before you go, would you also tell people your long range concept if you start making money off this app? Well, we'd like to get our initial investment back. We'd also like to think that we could give back to horses, horse racing, or the racetracks. I mean, in my mind, I believe that, that horses, horsemen, and the racetracks put on the show. And this is not a whole lot different than maybe a movie. The concept of a movie, there are actors, there, there's crew that, that help put this movie together or put a movie together. There's, you know, production, and you obviously have, you know, the, the cinema. And so you've got a team, the teamwork of producing a movie. And so in horse racing, you know, we've got to give back to the horses. And so if we can make the thing profitable, and I liken this to an acorn, that we've, we're waiting for it to grow into a tree and bear fruit. And it's a long way away, but it's a start. And... Whatever we can do, the horses are the ones that we need to worry about here. The horses, the better the purses, the more the fans, the better the horses get taken care of, the less problems we have with with our issues of taking care of horses. And, and if horsemen make money, then ultimately the horses get better care. And, you know, it all, it all feeds itself. It's a big domino effect. And the sport um, will survive. Well, all I can say, Kenny, is that I hope that acorn uh, you you planted uh, grows it grows into a, a mighty oak. And uh, I thank you. The racing community thanks you. And and I, all I can do is push all our listeners to take advantage of horse races now. Uh, as Kenny said, right now it's free, so you, you can't get hurt by using it. Kenny, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy evening. I appreciate it. Thank you, John. You're the best. Okay, we'll see you at Keeneland, hopefully. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Kenny McPeak, who uh, is going to try to win another training title at Keeneland, though the days are short there. It's a very short meet. That's quite a feat to do. Well, on the phone with us, coming up after this break, is going to be a guy that bleeds blue, but he handicaps great. His name is Tom Leach, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll take a brief break, and we'll be right back on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. And they're off! What? 
can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life. From Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, well, it's uh, University of Kentucky night here on Winning Ponies. Uh, we just talked with Ken McPeak, who is a graduate of UK. He's very proud of that fact. He was going to be a stockbroker in New York and, of course, ended up being a hot walker for Shug McGahee. With me right now is, uh, if, you, if you're anywhere near the Lexington area, you, you know who Tom Leach is. Um, for 15 years, he's been the voice of the Wildcats for UK football and 11 seasons for men's basketball. But it, he's not just a one-trick pony, shall I say. Uh, although he's been elected Kentucky Sportscaster of the Year four times, he's also a two-time winner of the Eclipse Award, racing's highest honor for coverage of thoroughbred racing. If you've been tuned into the Vatican of Horse Racing, Keeneland Race Course, uh, this week, uh, you've seen Tom covering the stakes races. And if you get there in the morning and you want some good horse tips, head down to the paddock area, because I believe Tom is giving out his uh, sage advice uh, to, the, to the public in general in the Keeneland Paddock on Saturdays. Tom, are you with me, and are you there, and was I right? I am here, and uh, the the only change would be we're actually uh, set up this year for the handicapping seminar down by the rail. Uh, there's a little stand they've set up, and so we will operate from there. And I was fortunate enough to give out a winner last week, so hopefully we'll have a bigger crowd. And as the old saying goes, hopefully it's not miss the wedding and show up for the funeral. Well, all right, my first question here is uh, how can you even concentrate on horse racing after the Final Four? You know, you got to love Kentucky because uh, the Cats win the national championship on Monday night. They have the big celebration on Tuesday, and at Friday I'm at uh, Friday I'm at Keeneland, out in the sunshine <laughs> and watching great horse racing. So, it is uh, a great place to live and work. Absolutely, it's hard boot heaven uh, this season, that's for sure. Now, I, I know that you're native of Paris, Kentucky. I believe that's where the beautiful uh, Claiborne Farm, or historic Claiborne Farm, uh, has its roots. Uh, can you describe to me your your, your entrance in, into the sport of horse racing? It was really uh, through Claiborne, actually. Um, John Sosby, the longtime uh, farm manager who unfortunately passed away last summer, uh, John two of his four children were classmates of mine and so i got exposed to claiborne uh early on and then um uh my dad and mom had some friends who uh had some some cheap horses uh that they would you know run it that uh the, you know climbing level horses that they would run so we went to cheer them on from time to time and then 
got to go over to Claiborne when we'd have uh, friends in to visit, take them to see Secretariat, and you know that was just like uh, you know the the, the mecca of, uh, of of a thoroughbred operation still is at, at Claiborne, and um, that was kind of how I got exposed to it, became a fan, and just uh, grew up following. Uh, the racing. Remember, you probably remember this. Was listening to Win Elliott do horse racing on the radio on the weekends and the oh, yeah. races, and uh, follow the Kentucky Derby. You know, I always just love following the uh, the big races. You know, the the, the stakes on the weekend, and so that still kind of remained just kind of that weekend warrior, where um, busy working the regular job through the week, but on the weekends try to follow the stakes races. Well, in the past several years, you know, I, I've uh, seen you up in, in in the in the press box at Keeneland, of course. You're surrounded by Dan Kenny and Mike Battaglia and some of the top cappers in the country. How do you consider yourself as a handicapper? Are you a trip handicapper? You follow trainers, trends, bias? What do you look at when you're looking at the form? Probably more just looking for value. I realize I'm not going to be able to put enough time into it to be uh, to study it day in and day out, and uh, and to to get in into the depth uh, that that it would take to to do it on a daily basis, just don't have the the time. So uh, I, I watch the replay shows. Uh, there's uh, John Henderson here does a replay show. It's on uh, one of the local TV stations every Saturday. So I'll watch the stakes races, uh, keep up with the the major races, and then just. Uh, looking for for those value plays. Uh, what I tell people is my handicapping is kind of the the Dave Kingman style. I'm playing not playing you know large win bets, so I'm playing uh, exactas, trifectas, uh, small combinations to try to to spread out. And, and I would say it's the Dave Kingman approach. I'm going to strike out a lot. When I hit one, it's going to go a long way. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for that home run pitch. So just one one pitch a day that I can you know hit out of the park and have a really good day. I'm not going to you know, pick uh, seven or eight winners usually. I'm not playing all the favorites, so trying to find those value plays in the exactas and the trifectas. Well, uh, our listeners at Winning Ponies uh, like that attitude. Well, uh, all eyes, I think, are going to be on, on, on Keeneland this weekend. Obviously, uh, the white wonder, uh, Hanson, is, is going to uh, uh, grace Keeneland in the uh, Toyota Bluegrass. They'll be going for 750000 He doesn't need the money to get in the race, but he needs the exercise. Uh, obviously, they had some change in plans. They were planning on going uh, back for the wood. Uh, I think the Gotham perhaps took a little bit out of him, according to some quotes I've heard from Mike Maker. So they also thought about the shipping, and this way he'd be close to home. I guess he's going to van up there today and sleep in a stall at Keeneland, and we'll wait, or I mean Friday rather, and uh, wake up in a stall at Keeneland on Saturday. They say he's probably going to just gallop around the track a little bit, stretch his legs. And then he'll be going in the bluegrass. Well, so while the eyes are going to be on Hanson, you've got a lot of horses in there that 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 would love to, that have to punch their ticket to get into the Derby. Uh, one that isn't that I think it's really been pointing this race all along is Doolahan, uh, mind that bird's half brother. Those are just kind of some of the highlights. That I'm interested in and how how you look at this field. And but let, let's start with your opinions of Hanson. Yeah, Hanson, I, I thought. Uh, showed a new dimension in the race in the Gotham, the ability to uh, stalk and and fire. Uh, if you look at his PPs, the the first uh, call was a one every other time. Well, this time he breaks from post twelve, so he had a bad post going a mile sixteenth at Aqueduct. He's hung out wide and he's uh, sitting there in third. 
and yet he, he uh, seizes command at the top of the stretch, wins impressively by three, and uh, I was impressed that he showed that new dimension and it uh, and still put up a, a, a good number, a 95 buyer, and uh, he's shown the ability to win on uh, the poly track and the two races at Turfway. Uh, he's been versatile, obviously, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile on the dirt at Churchill, so he's shown versatility. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a stretch up from a mile of 16th to a mile and an eighth, but there's nothing that would suggest that that would be a problem. His son would tap it, uh, so he should be okay there. So I, I think uh, Hanson's an understandable favorite. That the the fact that he doesn't need to win is is the thing. You know, it is a prep for the Kentucky Derby, so he doesn't have to fire his best shot. There's some horses in here that need to do that in order to qualify for the race, but um, this horse isn't one of them. Uh, same for Dullahan. Uh, I don't think he has to fire his best shot, although he seems to be training spectacularly. But uh, that's the thing that could make Hanson vulnerable is if he's just not fully cranked up and, and somebody else could beat him that way. Well, yeah, and again, you know, uh, Doolahan, of course, uh, won the Grade 1 Breeders' Futurity uh, as a two-year-old coming from off the pace uh, with regular rider now Kent Sormo in the saddle. Uh, he could be salty in here if there's a speed. Obviously, like you said, Hanson showed another dimension. I, I think you know that being uh, parked on the outside, probably both Hero of Order and Scatman uh, are going to try to uh, get into a pretty contentious position going into the first mm-hmm. turn. No, I think you're right. And uh, Delahan, to me, uh, is he's just had the one race since uh, running fourth at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. And he was second, uh, lost to Hal Great by a length, uh, who Hal Great is, is in this race as well. That was in the turf at Palm, in the Palm Beach at Gulfstream last month. And uh, looks like the, the perfect prep for this race. He uh, has trained sensationally. He worked in 57 and change uh, last weekend. Uh, I'm doing some interviews for the Keeneland website, and I uh, talked to Dale Romans a little bit earlier today. And uh, he said that he's never had a horse training as well as this horse is training, which is a pretty strong statement. You know, yeah, he absolutely. likes the, the track. And that was an amazing stat that if he wins, he'll be the first horse since Roundtable in 56 and 57 to win the Breeders' Futurity and come back and win the Bluegrass Stakes the next spring. Uh, that's pretty good company to be in. Yeah, well, real exactly. quick, Tom, uh, concerning the, the bluegrass, uh, I'm, I'm handing you $50. Give me your trifecta. Well, I'm going to try to then uh, go for a little value. Uh, I'll take Dullahan over Hanson. And uh, a horse that I think at 30 to 1 could could come in and, and get third or fourth in this race. So I'll put him third in the trifecta. Uh, and there's where the value play comes in. He's gung-ho, uh, the other Mike Maker horse, who um, ran at Turfway and his first, only started as a three-year-old in the rushaway stakes, was beaten just a half length. And what I liked was in his first start, moving from two to three, his buyer number jumped 12 points above what his best number was last year. And if he improves off that, that ought to be able to, to uh, put him in, in sniffing range of the trifecta anyway. Well, I don't know how many fingers you have, but it's a kitten's joy running at Keeneland, and you sure can count a lot of those. So uh, yeah. that's Tom Leach's uh, pick there. Just a fantastic undercard. I had a hard time picking another Keeneland race. I, I went to the Jenny Wiley because it is a grade one, 300,000. It's not a big field, but I don't know if you could get a classier bunch of mares uh, together outside of uh, Arveda Grace to, to be in this race. 
I mean, you look at a horse like Daisy Devine, the five in there, who uh, jumped up and won the Valley View at a big price, grade three race last year as a three-year-old in, in the fall at Keeneland, so you know she likes the course. She's won two more since then, uh, ungraded stakes, but still three straight wins, and she's 10-1 to 1 in this spot. Uh, you know, you've, you, this is a uh, quality-laden field. Uh, Zagora won a grade one up at Saratoga. Uh, Aruna uh, was just beaten a length and a half that day and, and came back and won a grade one on the poly in, in the spinster. Uh, this is a, a very classy bunch. Yeah, and it was, I was really glad to see uh, Tappet's Fly finally get back to the winner's circle. I was, yeah. I was high on that horse when she was young, uh, when she won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies uh, uh, turf uh, at, at Santa Anita, but that was in 2009, and then she disappeared for a year. But rather than retire her, they brought her back, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, coming back in the, the, the Honey Fox at, at Gulfstream Park, put it put in a huge race uh, and uh, Julian Lee Peru is going to be back to, to ride that one I'm just I'm a big fan of Tappets and then you know if you look at you look at her career uh, 18 starts 5-5 five, five, and 3 and you just go up one horse to the French bred Zagora 16 starts 7 wins 4 seconds and 2 thirds and uh, she's coming off a graded stakes win. I mean, this is just an amazingly talent-laden field. And what do you do uh, with Aruna? I know she's coming off a layoff. Ramon Dominguez is going to be in to ride it. Here's a horse that, that won uh, the spinster on the main last year, and now you're going a mile and a 16th on the turf. Again, I'm putting your money in your hand. Go to the window for me, Tom. I'm going to go with Aruna uh, here. The, the caveat would be she's 2-1. to one. I'm hoping that price floats up just a bit because – You've got Leperu, uh, perennial uh, top rider at Keeneland, who's on Tappet's fly. I'm, I'm thinking there may be some money that will go there to bring that 7-2 to line down a little bit. Zagora's got to be the favorite off uh, her two wins down at Tampa. So I'm hoping maybe Aruna floats up to 5-2, to 3-1, to one and becomes a little bit of a value play there. Um, because I think um, the fact uh, – my, my question was coming back, you know, was she really cranked up for the spot? Or was this the first step to uh, something else? And I talked to Graham Motion today in the paddock after the last race, and he said uh, the fact that this was a grade one, uh, became a grade one this year, They pointed, he said he's pointed for this race since the beginning of the year. So this is a goal unto itself. They're not going to run her but about four or five times this year. So he said, I'm not giving her a race. We're, we're trying to fire the best shot in that spot. So that kind of cinched it for me to go, uh, go Aruna in this spot. All right, great inside information with Tom Leach, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to be back. I'm going to ask him to leave his backyard, and uh, we're going to take a trip out to Arkansas and take a look at the Arkansas Derby here on Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. 
Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner, Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. And two-time Eclipse Award winner Tom Leach is with us again. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see him down on the rail in Keeneland uh, Saturday morning. I hope he doesn't get wet. I've been watching the weather map, and I've been even talking to Tom about it. It, it looks like if there's going to be any rain in the Lexington area, it's supposed to come a little bit in the morning when he might be giving his handicapping seminar, but it's supposed to move out, and I'm guessing you're going to have a huge crowd at Keeneland on Bluegrass Day. Oh, absolutely. They had uh, 24,000 for opening day last Friday, and uh, a little better than that the next day, which was their biggest ever first two days of a spring meet, and Bluegrass Day is always the biggest. Well, let's go right now to uh, what uh, uh, will probably be the biggest day at Oaklawn Park. Again, it's uh, you probably read the news that uh, Arve de Grace will not be racing because they thought that 123 was just too much to lug. That's certainly up for debate. Um, but uh, nonetheless, we got the Arkansas Derby, and I guess uh, this is going to be kind of an interesting race. In, in one sense, it could be a replay of, of the Rebel. Uh, uh, earlier on the show, we had John Court, who's going to ride Optimizer, who put in a huge late run and almost caught uh, Secret Circle. Again, Secret Circle, one of the horses that is not in this race, to try to get into the Kentucky Derby, has enough graded uh, stakes earnings already. But you've got a slew of horses, and Tom, as you as a guy that, that likes to kind of find a price, uh, might be able to find something to put underneath. The other headline horse in here, of course, is another Baffet horse, and it's the lightly raced Bodie Meister, but he's another one that needs this race to get in the Kentucky Derby. So right now, probably getting most of the headlines uh, are the two Baffert horses, uh, Secret Circle and Bodie Meister. I'm interested in hearing what Tom Leach has to say about uh, those two horses and the rest of the field in the Arkansas Derby. Bodie Meister I really like. The only thing I don't like is the post-11, uh, but he uh, certainly has, has the speed that uh, he can possibly uh, deal with that. He's got uh, horses to his uh, immediate inside that uh, I think figure to drop back, so that ought to enable him to uh, get over uh, and keep from getting hung too wide in the first turn. Uh, I think the fact that that he needs the uh, earnings uh, is is significant. Uh, Secret Circle, as you said, doesn't, and uh, I know, uh, and I get the sense Bob Baffert feels this way too. I, I just think he's uh, better around one turn. But he did win around two in the Rebel. 
Uh, still, this is now uh, stretching out another sixteenth of a mile, so I'm going to take a stand against Secret Circle, but I do like his stablemate, Bodemeister. Uh, a couple of big buyer numbers when uh, stretching out from five and a half to a mile when he broke his maiden, repeated that number when he went to uh, two turns at a mile on the 16th in a grade two San Felipe, off only a maiden win, beaten just three quarters of a length by a creative cause who came back and uh, was just beaten on the wire in the Santa Anita Derby. Um, so I think Bodie Meister is, is the horse for me in this spot. And um, I think that Baffert has just you know, owned this Oakland meet in the, in the winter of these uh, three-year-old preps, and I think he'll get another one here. Yeah, I think Bodie Meister is a real you know rising star. I mean, if you if you look at his pedigrees by Empire Maker out of a Stormcat mare, uh, if you believe in in the pedigree numbers, he's definitely the best bred horse uh, for distance. Although uh, he does need to win this uh, to to get into the Derby Secret Circle. Again, I, I think it's beatable. I don't know if it's a habit, or I don't know if it's a sign of getting tired, but if you noticed in several of Secret Circle's races, uh, he tends to start to drift in that final 16th, which is not a sign mm-hmm. I really like. No, I would I would agree with that. I just think he's he's vulnerable in the spot, especially 5-2, to two, you know, when you're going to take that low of a price and you have questions. It's just... Uh... You know, he's by Eddington, so he, it, it's not like he's uh, bred to, in a Dixieland band mare, so it's not like he's bred to be a sprinter, but he just looks like uh, a horse that's going to be better around one turn. All right, he might be uh, Baffert's new factor along with Drill. Uh, yeah. Some others that, you know, obviously are interesting, you, you can never discount a, a Pletcher horse with Johnny V up. Uh, this is a horse that has to punch his ticket. His name is Stat. Uh, he'll break from the two-hole. Uh, has really been a sprinter, but when he did finally stretch out to a mile, he won easy, but it was an optional claimer, and, and he drifted. The horse I was really impressed with, and it's the reason why we talked to John Court, uh, was Optimizer. As you know, uh, D. Wayne Lucas knows how to find his way to the winner's circle in triple crown races. He might be having this horse going the right way at the right time. No, I think you're exactly right. And, uh, you know, English Channel out of an APND mare, so... Uh, going a mile and an eighth the first time should be just fine for him, finishing very strong in the last race and needs the money to uh, to get into the Derby, so should be primed to, to fire his best shot. Uh, horse on the inside, Cosetti, I think is a little intriguing. Uh, Dale Romans, uh, off a maiden win at Churchill, sent him all the way across the country to, one of the, to run in the grade one cash call futurity. He didn't run well there, but that suggests a pretty good level of confidence in the horse. Uh, hadn't had run horribly in the two subsequent starts. Hadn't run great either, uh, but uh, you get the sense that they that they think there's some some bigger potential there. So I think at you know fifteen to one on the morning line, he's worth considering uh, underneath certainly in a, in a trifecta uh, optimizer. I think you got to throw in there Sabercat. You know, won the Delta Jackpot very impressively. One start this year in the Rebel and uh, ran pretty uh, mediocre race. But if he comes back to his two year old form. 15 to 1 on the morning line is going to look pretty nice there. Absolutely. Some good price horses. Well, we're going to move on to a million dollar race at Charlestown, going a mile and an eighth. It's the Charlestown Classic. It's a grade two. Uh, we've got a couple minutes to break this race down. Uh, kind of uh, the, the notation I hear is the only way you can look at this race is that you're comparing apples to oranges. Because you've got horses coming in from everywhere to Charlestown for the most of these horses, perhaps the first time they've ever been on the track. Uh, this is really a, a, a puzzled race, but there's 13 of them that want to go for that top spot for a million bucks. Um, how'd you put this puzzle together? 
Yeah, and the other thing you throw into the mix, you're talking about three turns, uh, three turn mile in an eighth race up at Charlestown. <laughs> so uh, if if he gets in, uh, he's only also eligible. This uh, cease at fifteen to one intrigues me a little bit. Comes off a win at Sam Houston. Uh, got a big number for the win. Seemed to win it pretty easily. Uh, I think uh, you know Al Stahl is uh, uh, for the Claiborne Farm and Adele Bill Schneider Connections. Those are pretty conservative folks. I mean, it's a big price, but I don't think they'd just be up there on a whim. So uh, I think they feel like uh, that if they can get in, they've got a, a real shot. Uh, one, all was just beating a half uh, in the Grade Two Hawthorne Gold Cup last fall, a mile and a quarter. So I think you know the, the longer the better for this horse. A mile and an eighth hits him right between the eyes and. Cease is, uh, is definitely worth a long look if he uh, gets in. If he doesn't, uh, another price horse, rating Collery. I'm not sure if that's how that's pronounced. Uh, Kieran McLaughlin horse that uh, he's really in and out. But on his best day, I think he can 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 hit a number that uh, would be pretty salty. And here he's seven for 21 lifetimes. So uh, you know he's uh, if you get him on his on his best day and you know 10 to one, you can take a shot that you're finding his best day. All right. Well, Tom Leach, uh, he, he's no chalkmeister, ladies and gentlemen. He's given us some, some awful good uh, good price plays here in the biggest races uh, across the country, of course. He'll, he'll be right there uh, for the Bluegrass uh, Broadcasting from Keeneland. He'll be uh, I- interviewing the, the connections uh, a- after the race. Uh, looking forward to it. Tom, thanks so much for, for being with us on Winning Ponies. I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Always fun to talk racing. Enjoy it, John, anytime. All right, take care. That's uh, award-winning journalist uh, Tom Leach with us. Of course, uh, if you're a U.K. fan, you've heard that voice plenty of times in the past uh, doing both football and basketball. What a great year to do basketball if you're a U.K. fan. So this is a big weekend, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as so many of these tracks are having multiple, multiple stakes races. I hope you saved up your wallet. This is just going to be a super a weekend to be playing the ponies, and we hope that you'll utilize all the tools that uh, that Winning Ponies does give you. We wish uh, best of luck to John Cord, who took time to talk with us today. And don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, Kenny McPeak has come up with an amazing new item, Horse Races Now. I advise everybody to check it out. It doesn't cost you a thing, but this really could be the app of the future, and I think it's going to be a real positive for thoroughbred racing. Well, that pretty much closes out the show this week. I really thank my guests for being on. I thank you for listening. Remind uh, your friends, if they missed the show, that they can go to winningponies.com and get all these shows because they are on podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, as I look out the press box window across the turf course, past the Ohio River to the hills of Kentucky, I wish you all the best. Remember, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Englehart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.